Welcome to the Tangible Truth Podcast and our Best of 2022 series, where between now and January 3rd, we share your top six favorite episodes of the year, all leading up to a brand new season starting January 10th, 2023. Need a little more inspiration between Tuesdays? Make sure you are following us on Instagram at Tangible Truth Ministries. Are you ready? I'm actually ready this time. <laughs> Hallelujah! It's working! Tis a miracle! It is a miracle. Yay! As I say, a Christmas miracle. Kara, thank you for helping us fix our technology. Oh yes, Carol, how brilliant you are. You're amazing. Wow! (laughs) (laughs) All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I forgot what we're talking about. We're going to talk about friendship. Yes. Yes. Just kidding. All right, here we go. And Carrie's brilliance figured it out. Well, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. The YouTube helped mm-hmm. and Kara's moral support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truths Podcast. I'm Carrie hanging out with Susan. Hi, Carrie. So you texted me a couple days ago I and did. said, Carrie, do you want to talk about friendship on the podcast? Love friendship. Don't you? I do. <laughs> But being an Enneagram 5, <laughs> I immediately went, I wonder what the research has to say about friendship. <laughs> and there you went. Because <laughs> that's how I roll. S- straight to the research. <laughs> straight to the research. But I found some really interesting research that I want to share with you about friendship. I cannot wait. Because here's, I have a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see if the research backed it up. And it has. Mm-hmm. I think that COVID... And being at home and working from home and not being able to, like, go to church activities and sports with our kids and all that has changed friendship in our life. Absolutely. And the research backs me up. Does it? Yes. Okay, I let's love hear it. it. When that happens. Let's hear it. Okay, so this was a, from an article that I found in the New York Post. Um, and they were doing an article that was based off of a study that was called the Survey Center on American Life. And it was a huge study that they did um, across the board with lots of Americans participating. So here's some of the things that they said. They said, signs suggest that the role of friends in American social life is experiencing a pronounced decline. Mm. Americans report having fewer close friendships than they once did, talking to their friends less often, and also relying less on their friends for personal support. Wow. So here's the statistics. Nearly half of Americans, 49% of Americans, reported having fewer than three close friends. Mm. In 1990, 27% of people said they had three or fewer close friends. Mm -hmm. So that's gone from 27% of people saying they have three or less friends Mm to 49% of people saying they have three or less friends. Wow. That's half of us. To 49? 49. Wow. Half of adults say, I have less than three friends. Okay. That is significant. It's a significant change. Mm -hmm. But here's the one that really concerns me. Okay. Okay. Um, 12% of interviewees said they have zero friends. Mm. Mm. 30 years ago, only 3% of people said they had zero friends. Mm. 12% of people. That means if there's 10 people in the room, one of them would say, I don't have any friends. I don't have any friends. I, I want to tell you, that kind of, that that's startling, but I want to tell you something. 
it is. Tell me if this is happening in your office. Mm-hmm. That's congruent, Carrie, mm-hmm. sadly. Right. To, and I, you're right about COVID. Mm-hmm. It's congruent, and COVID now, has it been two and a half, three years yeah. now? It's congruent since COVID yeah. for what I see in my office. Me too. That's, yeah. is it? Mm-hmm. Um, and how sad. But it really it is. is yeah. It is congruent. I have several clients that would tell tell you mm-hmm. I have no friends. Yeah. Same for you? Yes. Yeah, I can think of the names of people mm-hmm. right now that I have sat in my office with and ask them, tell me about your support system. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't really have any friends. Yes. I have some acquaintances. Right. That I t- but I don't have anybody that I can truly talk to. Exactly. And Same, that's so that is, heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. That yeah. is congruent to me because that is something, as far as for the audience to hear, that's something we assess. Mm-hmm. Uh, we assess community. Right. What is your community around you? Yeah. And when it gets to friendships, after we are talking about family of origin, mm-hmm. family, what is the community mm-hmm. around you? If you're married, like right. what's your relationship with your spouse, right. your kids. But then that friendship piece right. is something that we are going to check in with all right. of our clients on. Right. So that stat yeah. is very revealing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think your hypothesis is is right yeah. on. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of this, making that make sense, mm-hmm. uh COVID has taken, even still, some of my clients are still working from home. Right. Like they are, uh, even, you know, corporate America Mm -hmm. is still saying, come to the office maybe once a week. Right. Like they're required to come Mm -hmm. in or twice a week. But once a week, I've got a lot still going in just once a week or not at all. They're Mm -hmm. still working from Mm -hmm. home. And And with that, even if you are going in once a week. uh Uh-huh. Let's think about an office environment. Mm-hmm. You're missing that I ran into somebody in the break room yes. and we caught up. Or the camaraderie. Or the whole like, hey, I'm going to lunch. Do you want to come to lunch with me? Absolutely. And so we're missing all of those opportunities. If you're only in the office one day a week, I know for me personally, I don't feel as relaxed mm-hmm. to be able to take the time to have that conversation in the break room or in the hallway or to to say, you know, let's take a longer lunch today and go together kind of thing. Because if you're just there one day a week, there's that pressure of I've got to go to all the meetings and see all the people and get all the stuff done. And what sacrifice what sacrifice there is the social time. Exactly. The social interaction. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yesterday, just here. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I had a cancellation. Yeah. I was in the break room, found out I had a cancellation because of an illness mm-hmm. and a client a couple one of them the illness. Anyway, the cancellation. And so the therapist in the break room yeah. and I had this connection. Yes. And uh, I hadn't seen him in a long time. It was great. Mm-hmm. We both had paperwork to do, but mm-hmm. we went ahead and, and did the connection first. They had a, it turned into a, a wee bit of a consult. Yes. But then after the consult, then uh, we had this great connection. Yeah. It was wonderful. This is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So the social interaction right. was great. Mm-hmm. And, 
you miss that. But I think there there's also a piece of that that may not be with coworkers directly. Right. So like for me, I live a little bit away from work. Mm. We kind of live out in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And so I will stack my friendship time with times that I'm at work. Mm. So if mm-hmm. I'm going to get dressed, drive into the office and be at work. I'm going to get dressed. I know. Well, but you know, when you live in the middle of nowhere and you're working from home, we're not getting dressed. <laughs> At least if we are not to go out to public, right? Yes, that's right. But I'll be like, I'm gonna be on town ta- I'm gonna be in town on Thursday. Yes. I should see if one of my girlfriends is also available and we can go grab dinner after work mm-hmm. because I'm already at the office and it's just a couple more minutes and everything. And I think when we're working from home, it's harder to get dressed, get in the car, drive to a restaurant mm-hmm. and meet somebody. Yeah. So I really feel like it has changed a lot. And we're just talking work. Like, let's not even like how many um, exercise classes got canceled. Gyms got shut down. Mm-hmm. Churches that weren't meeting in person, but were doing online. All of these opportunities where we were in connection with people have kind of work taken away from us for a long time mm-hmm. and are just now starting to get back. And it, I think it's changed things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would make that make sense. Yeah. That stat, for yeah. sure. So can I give you a little bit more research? Yes, please do. So we would agree friendship has been declining. Mm-hmm. But what's the point? Like, mm-hmm. does it even matter? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It does matter. It does matter. Mm-hmm. And so here's some information from Mayo Clinic. Okay. Okay. They say friends prevent isolation and loneliness, mm-hmm. and they give you a chance to offer companionship, too. So it's mm-hmm. not just receiving companionship, mm-hmm. but it's also the giving of companionship. Absolutely. So here's what Mayo Clinic has said friendship can provide for us. Mm-hmm. It increases your sense of belonging and purpose. Absolutely. It boosts your happiness. Mm-hmm. It reduces stress. Mm-hmm. I love this one. It improves your self-confidence and self-worth. Mm. It helps you cope with traumas such as divorce, illness, job loss, or loss of a loved one. And it can encourage you to avoid unhealthy lifestyles such as excessive drinking or lack of exercise. Wonderful stuff. I feel like yeah. all of that comes from having Mm -hmm. friendships and I'm like mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we think oh well I don't need people or Mm -hmm. it's not necessary but I don't know about you I could use some a more sense of purpose in my life and reduce stress and more self-worth like these are all things that I think as people we feel that void absolutely and you know we were designed for relationship. Yes. You know, we weren't designed to live in a bubble ourselves. Mm-mm. We were designed for relationship. And and that stat really proves that point. Mm-hmm. And uh we it's a it's a basic human need to yes. be heard and understood. Yeah. Oh, and just saying that mm-hmm. out loud to you. I mean, we do that for each other, mm-hmm. Carrie. And so when when we know we've been heard and understood, it's like salve on a wound. It, is, it really is. It? It's yeah. just like, oh. And it, it just feels so good. And, you know, you and I, we know that we're safe mm-hmm. for each other. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that word, mm-hmm. what that means to be safe in a friendship. Mm-hmm. But it's so reciprocal. You yes. know, I can share my heart and and know that, that it's safe mm-hmm. with you. And you can do the same back with me. Again, 
like salve on a wound. Right. But but knowing that we have that relationship means everything mm-hmm. because I can bounce stuff off, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, we've talked about on other podcasts when you are sharing your soul with somebody mm-hmm. and then you're just like, that, you get nothing right. in return. Uh-huh. I mean, you don't want to share anymore. No, I mean, that nothing. shuts you down. It shuts you down. Right. And it makes you feel, you know, going back to some of the things that Mayo said about improving our self-worth and sense of purpose. If I share something really vulnerable with someone mm-hmm. and they just... Look like, at you. Like, look at me. <laughs> I'm like, well, I must not be That's important. Right. Mm-hmm. I must not have any value at all. Mm-hmm. And then we get in that place of depression can creep in. Mm-hmm. Anxiety can creep in where we're constantly like overthinking in social situations of mm-hmm. what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't anybody want to be my friend? Mm-hmm. And talk about like self-esteem and self-worth plummeting mm-hmm. when we don't get that reciprocal empathy. Empathy is so important. We turn it inward and Mm -hmm. make it all about us, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, we do. Yeah, it's so important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was thinking, uh, you were talking about isolation Mm -hmm. versus relationship Mm -hmm. and being with other people. You know, this this sounds kind of harsh, but even the prisons know the worst thing Mm -hmm. they can do. Right. Is put somebody in, in solitary, solitary yeah. confinement. That's the worst thing you right. can do. So being isolated yeah. and alone, our our minds take us places we should never yeah. go. Mm-hmm. You know, we ruminate. Mm-hmm. We think, oh, I mean, so we need each other. Mm-hmm. We need to bounce stuff off, like I, like I said. Mm-hmm. And so that relationship is so important to have even, and I'll tell you something else we need to stay mm-hmm. away from. My friendship with whoever, mm-hmm. it may look different than your friendship with mm. whoever. We don't need to compare. Right. Like, or I don't have as many friends as so-and-so. Yes. We don't need to compare that either. Right. Unless you're comparing prices of something you're fixing to buy. <laughs> you know, then comparison, comparison should not be a part of really your life. It shouldn't. Yes. It really shouldn't. It shouldn't. Because it, it, it breeds a lot of discontentment. Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever, I should have 15 friends. No. Yeah. And I think you made a really good point when we were really talking about mm-hmm. friendship that when you have 12 or 15, you don't tend to be as vulnerable. Right. But when you have a very small, if you mm-hmm. have three, two, one, right. two, right. you that There's one a friend depth a, there. A real depth. Yes. And you do tend to be vulnerable. You do. And the research even um, alluded to that. There's another quote that I found that says, quality counts more than quantity. Mm. While it may be good to cultivate a diverse network of friends and acquaintances, you may feel a greater sense of belonging and well-being by nurturing a few close, meaningful relationships. I 100% agree with that. Right? And so I had somebody explain it to me once, um, like a bullseye um, or like a dartboard. Oh, I love word pictures. I love this. So imagine a circle Mm -hmm. with concentric circles and in the middle is the bullseye. Mm -hmm. Well, the bullseye is the smallest circle on that board. Mm -hmm. And that's where our deepest relationships live Mm -hmm. and there's only room there for a very small amount Mm -hmm. so this could be your spouse Mm -hmm. your spouse should be in that circle and if they're Mm -hmm. not 
we'll do a separate whole series we'll on we'll, that. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a session. <laughs> yes, give us a call and yeah. we'll get you scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, but our spouse belongs in that center circle, and then maybe one or two really mm-hmm. really close friends. Mm-hmm. But then outside of that circle, there's another circle mm-hmm. that's also very small but a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. and we can fit a few more people in there. Mm-hmm. Well, that those two circles, they're going to know more about us. Oh, absolutely. Than everyone else. Absolutely. They're going to know not just that my favorite color is green, Mm -hmm. but also like that I have a fear of abandonment Mm -hmm. and, or that, um, I really don't like nuts in my brownies Mm -hmm. and you know, like they know everything about me Mm -hmm. and my, my best friend and I call this those parking lot conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, when you've gone out to dinner with a friend Mm -hmm. and you're trying to say goodbye, but you sit in the car and you wind up having those deep conversations Mm -hmm. where you share everything and you're like, hey, can I tell you something I've not told anybody else before? That's right. That's right. There's only a few people who Mm -hmm. can fit in that space. Mm -hmm. And then as we go out on those circles, it may be your entire church community. Mm -hmm. You love them. You'll bring them a casserole, but you're not going to tell them your deepest, darkest secrets. No, Have you tried this recipe? Girl, this is the best recipe. Absolutely. Those Those kinds of things. And your work network of people of like, Mm -hmm. hey, can I consult with you about this? But I'm not going to tell you about this family thing that's going on. Right. And so we need to look at sometimes our life and go like, okay, these are the people that are in my life. Are they in their proper place? Mm-hmm. Am I investing the amount of time in those really close, intimate relationships that I need to? Mm-hmm. Or am I neglecting them mm-hmm. to make sure that I've got 30 friends that all like me and think that I'm great? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And we were talking about our, you know, our very close friends mm-hmm. that we may be spilling our venting yes. or spilling or really sharing our soul. And at the end of that, either if we've been listening to our friend mm-hmm. vent or share or pour out their heart at the end of that, after they've uh, shared, you know, then we, after hearing them, they usually mm-hmm. will say back, oh, Thanks for listening. Now tell me. Your turn. Yeah. Tell tell me everything about you. Or we'll do the same. Yes. We'll be sharing, sharing, sharing. And then we will say back to them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, I've taken up the whole (laughs) entire night. You Uh know, I want to hear about you. Yes. You know, it's it's always reciprocal. It is. You care. Yes. And love. you know, about your friend yeah. and you want to hear about them as well. And, and those are those friendships that are in those deep inner deep, circles. Deep, right. deep inner circle. And and you don't have to worry about confidence. Right. I mean, about confidentiality. Yes. You don't have to worry about that at all. I mean, it's just, it's a, it is truly, like mm-hmm. I keep saying, like salve on a wound. Mm-hmm. It's safe. It is. It's safe. It is. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And that's where we need to pour our time in. And you were sharing with me earlier that Jesus modeled this for us. He did. He did. There's a stat that says Jesus spent, on his time on earth, 85% of his time with 12 people. Hmm. The disciples. It's right. kind of a cool stat. It is. Because I know it? you love stats. I do. And isn't that amazing? Because you think, oh, Jesus with the multitudes, yes. which is true. Yes. But you're talking about intimate. The intimate time right. with the 12 that he was discipling mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. constantly. And, you know, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, 
he's always our model. Right. And so taking that model, you know, it's again going back to comparison because you will hear people yes. say, I just don't have the friendships that so many others have. Yeah. Do you have one? Right. Do you have one? Right. Where's your community? Mm-hmm. Do you need to reach out? Do you mm-hmm. need to ask someone for coffee? How about lunch? Mm-hmm. You know, do you? Sometimes we do have to reach out. Sure. And uh, so, anyway. Yeah. So, I want to go back to something that you had asked me earlier because mm-hmm. it can be a pitfall for us mm-hmm. to have a lot of friends in those outer circles, but nobody in those inner circles. Mm-hmm. And so for people, like, I'll just use myself as an example. I, in my early 20s and 30s, really mistrusted people. And I didn't want close, intimate relationships because it felt too risky and too vulnerable. Mm. So I collected a lot of friends, mm. but there wasn't a depth of relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I think we get stuck up on that part of like, well, I know people. I talk to people. Mm-hmm. But there's nobody that I'm really vulnerable with, Mm -hmm. that I really share my heart with. Mm -hmm. And so I know I had to do a lot of my own work Mm -hmm. and look inward and be like, why am I so scared Mm -hmm. to be close to somebody Mm -hmm. Um, and figure out like where that was coming from before I could really begin to develop deep, intimate friendships. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until my mid-30s that I was finally able to cultivate a true friendship where and I was always the friend who like I could listen to you all day long but I wasn't going to tell you anything about Mm -hmm. myself and as you said that's not a truly healthy friendship Mm -hmm. so being able to like look inward and go okay hang on let's go what's going on with me Mm -hmm. am I able to risk vulnerability here Mm -hmm. can help move us into that place yeah and you know what that's not easy no it's not easy Mm -mm. and I've been there too uh, you know, I can I can talk to people all day long, and I can listen yeah. to anybody else all day long. But getting me to be super vulnerable—that's mm-hmm. another story. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, people, you know, there's a saying, you know, you've heard it, you know, earning trust. Yes. And you have to spend time with somebody mm-hmm. quite a bit before they've earned that trust. Mm-hmm. But what does that look like? Yeah. And I think over a period of time. It is, I don't want to say as simple as, that's hard, you mm-hmm. know, that, that would be not fair, I don't think, to say as simple as, mm-hmm. because spending time with somebody, not all the time, right. is, is, but you do have to pray, you have to be self-aware, yes. like you were saying, but it is true that if I am, if I am in a friendship, mm-hmm. let's say, with you, mm-hmm. and it is truly always always Mm -hmm. about you right i'm i'm not feeling safe with you Mm -mm. if you have never if you never truly ever ask me about me yeah i am probably gonna start i'm probably gonna start walking away Mm -hmm. from you or at least not making myself available right um uh, around you now i will still say yeah, when you say this, if I if I say this is a great recipe, mm-hmm. or you want to share, you know those kind of things. Right. But intimate, no, right. I'm not going to go there because that vulnerable. person's proven that they're not safe. Yes, yeah. they really have. Or if I say, you know, hey, Carrie, my neck 
you know, hurts even. Mm-hmm. And you'll say, neck, let me tell you about my neck. My neck hurts so bad. And right. I, listen, I've got, listen, I have been mm-hmm. in the hospital four times about my neck. Mm-hmm. And even physical, even if I yeah. go there, it's going to still be about, about the other person. That's the other person. Yeah. And so those kind of, of things, you just are insightful. Like, I really can't. It's never going to mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. a reciprocal relationship. Mm-hmm. And over time, you realize that, and you can still love that person right. from afar and, and, and know that you will love them, mm-hmm. but you can't, you're not going to be vulnerable right. with that person. Yes. And so that's. It's a long haul mm-hmm. to get to that point. To get to that point. And not everybody is going to be safe enough for us to get to that point. No, no right. ma'am. No right. ma'am. And sometimes we, I have learned the hard way. Yeah. I've got. I think we all on, have. On some, and that's what burns us sometimes from does. reaching out to people is because we've learned the hard way. And we're like, well, I'm just going to give up now. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've learned the hard way. Uh, and other relationships I've learned the hard way that I've been vulnerable. Uh, I've been vulnerable too soon. Yes. And then they, uh, I've learned that, and then they've shared what I've said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not been good either, mm-hmm. and that makes you back off. So I think time with someone. Yes. Uh, don't I don't, don't think it's things. wise yeah. to be super deep, super Ex- fast. Exactly. Uh, so you have to, you know, pray and be self-aware. Yes. And before you're vulnerable uh-huh. and and just, take the time to develop a true relationship the time yes to develop a relationship see if it is reciprocal uh-huh and, and then go mm-hmm. from there okay so i'm gonna stop you just because we're out of time oh my god i know can you believe it <laughs> but i want you to tell us more about what a good friendship looks like so can we do that next week oh sure because i think you're starting to hit to hint at that there of taking the time is it reciprocal but i i feel like there's other things that we can be looking for while we're taking the time to develop a relationship okay so let's come back next week and continue this conversation and really look at what makes a friend a healthy relationship what makes a relationship safe and how do we know? And then how do we become the kind of friend that yes, is safe? Yes. How are we? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's great. Okay. So okay. we'll do that next week. Perfect. All right. We will see you guys next week for part two of Friendship. Bye.